The Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it to episode, Michael, what episode is it? I forgot to ask you. 30. Oh, that's right. No, that's 30. Yeah. <laughs> Such a dumbass. Episode 30. We did it. We did it. I'm going to write the episode down, I'll be, even though I already missed it. So uh, <laughs> I want to start episode 30. I'm such a fucking klutz. I want to start episode 30 off with the correction from episode 29. Um... Where did Ma- we mess up? Michael and I were talking about... Oh, there's a bit of a confusion in regards to military spec watch, specifically in regards to um, crown, like crown dig on your wrist. And uh, for anyone oh. who knows the answer to that, I'm sure hearing us talk talk about it was... Um, I, I don't know about you, Michael. I've never fired a gun. I've never held a gun. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever, have you, have you, have you ever fired a gun? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've fired a few. Um, okay. It's it's a lot of fun. You should give it a try. <laughs> I, well, I don't. But the thing is, I I I I I have. I feel like I have the same predilection for danger that like a fish would have for lava. Like it's just not. It's just not in my DNA. Like I don't really understand guns. Um, um, I'm sure as soon as I hold one, hold one in my hand, that's all gonna change. And I'm just gonna want to shoot everything, which might okay. be more of like a psychological defect than like a recreational sport. But that's regardless of the fact. Um, if you heard us talking about Crown Dig in the episode before, you probably understood that Michael and I don't really know much about watches and guns. Maybe watches, maybe guns, but not watches and guns. Right. So someone wrote in, <clears throat> pulling up his comment right now, E-A, hmm, come on, man. Got it. <laughs> E-A-8. E-A-8. Fucking Jesus Christ, dude. E-A-8 wrote in, um, really, really, really cool comment, broke it down very, very clearly, uh, kind of explaining why Crown Dig with military spec is a thing. So here's gonna I'm just gonna read his comment verbatim. It's not very long, but it's really, really uh, uh, awesome. Uh, the reason crown dig is important specifically to military watches is when bringing a weapon up to sights, most guys use the left hand as support because most of us are right-handed. With your, mm, gonna fix your grammar here, pal. With your left arm extended, your left wrist bends in a way that the crown digs in the back of your hand. Most guys I know have been trained in shooting in a position to have shot mm, this now see now this I, I should i should have proofread this before i read it out loud most guys i know that have been trained in shooting are in a position to have the shot work either wear a watch face on the right wrist like i do i don't okay the rest of the comments kind of jumbles up sorry about that i should have proofread that but basically the thing is apparently the crown dig is an issue when you're bringing a gun up to sights so I guess in such a way where most folks are right-handed, where you wire your watch on that specific hand, the mm, crown okay. digs into your wrist. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I think I think we did discuss this um, before recording, and I immediately thought of the uh, Zen watches, which I think are pretty popular with yes. the, um, the police. Uh, the, ger- the, ger- the German police. And uh, like the EZM three is the one they make now, and they they have a few others with with the crown on the different side. But I did, I do remember reading somewhere that that's why it's done. Um, that's badass. I think that's I think that's super super cool because it's one of those things where it's just like, 
it's not where something just looks like a tool watch. It's just like, hey, bro, if you have to wear this for work and a part of your job is, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, having to draw a firearm to yeah. to do your job effectively, this watch is designed to support that. I think I think that's fucking badass. Um, and it was in regards to the, I can't remember the name of the watch, Melidia, Melida, Melania? I can't, I can't ever say the name. The, the one that is going to be reviewed soon? Yes, the one that it's, you're going to review soon. It's not Melania. It's not Melania. <laughs> it's uh, it's Milita. It's the, uh, the yes. Q-Series GMT. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool Irish brand. Um, we talked about that watch before. Really, really badass. So, so yeah, just wanted to give a shout-out to EA8. Thank you so much for correcting us. Um, anytime you guys hear us say something stupid like that or stupid. not stupid <laughs> or not say something that we should have said totally totally email us write to us i'll be happy to correct it that was a great instance because you know one day i might come out and be like oh hey michael the sky is green and like that's it like my comment is done if no one writes in and says oh kaz um you're 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 an idiot the sky is blue i'll be very disappointed so yeah totally encourage what would you that do stuff. what would you do if you have someone from say like reddit mm-hmm. slash conspiracy write in and say like dude you're totally right it is green and it's a conspiracy. Uh, I would probably start trolling him back. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I would probably, tr- I, would, I would, I would make it seem like I caught him. Okay. Because <laughs> those people are fun. Those people are fun on that side. I don't, I don't go on Reddit anymore, dude. Reddit's just, it's just hurt me. I've been hurt okay. too many times. You know. God, gotcha. Every time I put myself out there, I just get my dick stomped on. I'm like, mm, you know what? I don't like Reddit anymore. I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll only ever go on the watch exchange subreddit, you know. That, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Someone had a Frankened Poljot thirty one thirty three up there a couple days ago. I didn't say you're anything. you're really good at spotting those. Because like when you know what to look for, it's like it's like a mole between someone's eyes. It's like mm, that's a big fucking mole, dude. Like I can't really see anything <laughs> past that giant mark on your face. So, um, so yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, huge, sorry, I got super, super fucking sidetracked. Um, I just had a soda, which means I am, I am both wired and dehydrated, which is the perfect recipe for me to just pass out. That's, that's a great, that's a great start pre-meal for the, (laughs) for the podcast. I'm not going to drink water. I'm not going to warm up my voice. I'm going to fucking drink this Coke and yell into a towel for an hour and a half. And I'm going to get on the air. That's what I'm going to do. Coke is all of your basic food groups all yeah dude it's wet coke's wet water's wet that's good it's got stuff in it stuff got like calories it's, it's wet with it's wet with calories yeah the fuck else more do i need dude that's just like a steak it's <laughs> i'm so hungry <laughs> kaz kaz and i are both pretty hungry right now i don't know i don't know why we've been so uh so deprived of food today, but that that is something we were discussing. We're both pretty hungry. We're both pretty hungry. And maybe we'll be cranky and kind of off our game this episode. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, huge shout out and a huge thank you to EA8 for correcting us and kind of lightening us on Crown Dig in regards specifically to military spec watches. And now I believe it is time to honor tradition. Uh, do you want to jump into the wrist check? Before we do, I have a recommendation for EA8 just to okay. get, just so he, he can get more fun out of this show. <clears throat> I think you should amend your username with an extra A or maybe two extra A's in different <laughs> spots to make it harder for Kaz to say. What? The last thing, the, the last thing I need, please. 
<laughs> but yes, the wrist check is going to be fun today because we both have uh, new watches. We are both wearing new watches. Hashtag new watch alert. Hashtag TBWS new watch alert for both Michael and myself. Um, I want yours to go first because it's just because because you literally just got this in like minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Like the post guy is gone. I signed for it. Bracelet is sized and I put it on and I'm like, yes, it's in time for the show. Um, so this is a watch that we talked about last episode. Uh, and a few times before, I think maybe in a, in the quartz episode that we did. Uh, but I finally got the bull of a moon watch and I feel, (laughs) I feel like I've been staring at that watch for like years now, ever since it was like rumored that bull of a may or may not do it. Um, I, I feel like you've talked about that watch so much and it was to the point where it's like, like, like. I was the friend in high school, and you're just like, man, I don't know, should I go talk to her? I think I should talk to her, man. She's always looking at me. It got to the point where I was a putt to put your dick in her hand. I'm like, listen, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> just buy the fucking watch. Oh, that's Arnold. Did you hear Arnold? Arnold? What was he saying? I don't know, but that that's my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> but you've talked about that watch a lot, and it's one of those things where, like, yeah, dude, you can, you can pancake and flip-flop the choice in your head. But if you return to it multiple times a week, you should you should probably just buy the fucking watch, especially when it's as well priced as that watch. What's that watch going for right now? So the watch, um, I think the watch retails for like six fifty or or more. But you okay. know, that's you're you're probably never gonna find it for that unless you like shop directly from like Macy's or something. Unless but, you go to Mister Mister Bulova's house himself. Yeah. But um. The uh, the watch, you know, on places like Amazon and, and, you know, reputable eBay sellers is around like 370 I think, maybe, maybe even less sometimes. Awesome. And, uh, you, you know, I think it, what really set it off for me was when I, uh, when I went to Vegas and I actually tried one on and confirmed that it wore just as well as something like my SRP 777. Right. Um, you know, that kind of just, you know, helped me make up my mind and finally go for it. And... Uh, I wanted I wanted a good quartz chronograph, like something that's maybe considered high end quartz, which is like UHF is referred to sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, that you could just like wear every day. So I also got it on the bracelet, and I Sweet. know um, it's a it's a really good bracelet. Um, it feels great. I know some people will say that it's not like. I guess it's less historically accurate because um, you know David Scott had it on like a either like a leather strap or like the NASA supplied uh, Velcro strap. Yeah. Like that, 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 that like Velcro NATO that loops around your torso or whatever. Right. That, that's, I mean, the don't astronauts have those. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. um, but you know what? Like, like I said, I wanted something that just felt really substantial and like I could just wear every single day. And, uh, that's, that's what this watch is. And it's just like, man, it's cool. Like I said, it doesn't wear as large as some people say it does. Like, I remember when the specs first came out and nobody <clears throat> nobody had it in hand like everyone was freaking out like oh my god it's a huge watch like this is awful like screw you Bulova. <laughs> I was like geez man like give it some time people is um, it a 44 or 45 millimeters I can't remember I think it's around like 44 yeah okay and cool. I lug to lug I remember reading 52 but it doesn't it doesn't appear that way at all um Probably my favorite part is these uh, these really clicky pushers that like 
stick out a lot. Oh, Those man. things look badass. Yeah, they're they're so much fun to use. Um, and I'm just so happy that I have like a really cool like tool looking space chronograph that I just like, wear all the time now without you know without worrying about it you know running out of juice or anything. So I think it could be the start of like like a cool sort of like I mean I guess technically you're already going in that direction like a, like a aviator aviation kind of like a aeronautics themed facet of your collection you know what i'm saying because i feel like that's like a great introductory not introductory but like it's a great accessible watch for people who are into watches like in aviation or watches in space obviously there's like the speedmaster which is like a bit more than 300 bucks there's the pogue which yeah. used you can find for like six to nine hundred bucks but for 370 400 bucks you can you can get a watch that has a history of being in space you yeah. know what i mean yeah, it's exactly. badass, man. I think and it's if, super cool. If I if I do change, you know, if I do ever feel like changing the the bracelet or anything, there is a guy. I don't know if it's a guy or a company, whatever. But there's, I think they're in the UK that they produce the uh, the Velcro straps, nice um, to like the NASA spec, but shorter, so it's like you could wear it as a normal person without a spacesuit. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I might give that a try, but right now I'm probably going to be wearing this for a while. I'm, I'm warning, I'm warning the watch fam. I'm going to no, go for it. You just, you, you could wear it as long as you want. Oh, my cat's in the process of falling down. That's what happened, sweetie. You okay? <laughs> They'll be fine. She, she, she was, she was like rolling around in the chair and she fell over. Um, did I ever tell you the story of when I was in a mega boutique pretending to be a tease on sorry? And I asked, Whoa. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my God! Your dog hates his season. Sorry, dude. Yeah, my my dog heard the story, but maybe you can tell me again. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was talking to the 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 one of the sales associate folks. This was the Omega Boutique here at a in a mall in Orlando. Sure. And and he brought out the box because this is the newer one of the newer Speedmasters, like the zero zero five or the zero zero six. He brought out the box and it had like that little like the little. A emblem and like all the stuff and like the NATO and it had the the astronaut Velcro strap. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I'm like, oh, can you show me how that works? He's like, oh, of course. Well, um, he had no idea how it works. Uh, he <laughs> he put it he put it through the watch. He was like trying to loop it around his arm and he was trying to see if it's supposed to go here. And he was kind of looping it differently. And then he tried tying it in a knot. It was like watching someone get stuck in a hammock. You know what I mean? It doesn't I'm just like. It doesn't work for most people, from what I hear. People that do have that strap, I think. I think what Omega should start doing is um, <clears throat> also including a spacesuit with the Speedmaster. I was gonna say after after literally about five minutes of like no words between us, just him kind of grunting and trying to get this fucking strap on his arm. I'm like maybe you need a spacesuit. Like maybe, <laughs> like maybe you need a spacesuit, dude. I don't like, I'm like, I feel really bad. Not bad enough to buy this fucking watch, but like, I feel really bad, dude. You know? Sure. Yeah. Not about to pay full price for that watch in that store, but oh it was, God. um, yeah, I still don't understand how it works. I might, I might Google a video to see how the hell you're supposed to get one of those things on, you know, we can try writing to an astronaut, see if an astronaut wants to come on the show and explain it. Do we know any astronauts? I don't know any astronauts. I don't. If you guys know any astronauts, let us know. Yes. That'd be <laughs> that'd be incredible. We don't want to ask him anything about space or any of that bullshit. We just want to know how he gets the watch on over a spacesuit. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. That- <laughs> <coughs> oh, there it is. My asthma kicking in. 
Fuck, Jesus. So how about you? What, what are you? what are you wearing? What's your new watch? Hashtag new watch alert. I'm wearing the Hytus Aviator in black PVD. Now, for most folks who are in the watch fam on Instagram, you know about Hytus watch. I mean, um, uh, uh, owned by this guy named DJ. He's up in Buffalo, New York. Um, I bought into the Kickstarter for this a while back. Man, it's been, I can't remember how long ago it was. Um, it might have been, but before we started doing the show. Okay. But like when the Instagram was like active and we were putting up pictures of like, like like grainy pictures of our watches. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I remember this. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm wearing the 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 Hydus Aviator. It's um. It's a really cool watch. It's a cool watch because it is not what I expected. Um. So just some specs on the watch. The case diameter is 44 millimeters, but the lug width is 20 millimeters. Okay. And so. It wears in a really interesting way in that it's very forward-facing, which for an aviator watch, which this technically is, it's kind of cool, actually. You know what I mean? It kind of feels like the whole point of the watch is not to create, like, an aesthetically pleasing, you know, this or this. The point of it is to get your eyes on the dial. And so it's this kind of – it's a really cool flight dial. It's got the uh, military time, so, like, the minutes on the outside, but the hours on the inside – the outside, it's actually kind of cool because you can't really tell in pictures. It's tiered. So the chapter ring is flat, and then like a step below it is the rest of the dial. So it's kind of like a multi, is, multi-layer dial sort of deal. Exactly, yeah. Okay, it steps thing down. Is, yeah, exactly. It has a, little, has a little step down. The thing is loomed really, really, really well. Like most parts, most white parts you see on the watch, and we'll put a picture in the notes, are loomed. So like when you're outside... Like here in Florida, when I'm outside in the early stages of like heat exhaustion and death, and you come inside, it will be glowing. It'll be glowing, and it's really, really, really badass because like the numbers are, are loomed, the hands are loomed, all the little uh, bits of it are loomed. It's really, really, really fun watch, and it's it's a pleasant wearing experience. I mean, by the time this show airs, my review should be up for it, you know. Okay. And so kudos um, to DJ over in Hydus Watch, Hydus uh, Watches. I just, there it is. Hydus, Hydus watches. Mm-hmm. We should stop having me say people's names or brand names, Michael, because I mean, there's this, if, if the people listening want to figure out who's the smart guy and who's the idiot, it's pretty goddamn evident. I As think, so, I think you need to believe in yourself. You got it right. It, it is, mm, it is Hydus. <laughs> I don't, mm, I, I'm done believing myself. I'm, I'm now 30. I had 30 years to be positive. Now it's 30 years to be negative. You know what okay. I'm saying? Excellent. <laughs> That's the next, the next stage of my life. Um, but yeah, this thing is pretty badass. So it's a quick change strap. So for guys, uh, folks who might not know what that is, it's sort of uh, where the lugs are, the strap bar. You can access the back of it with mm-hmm. like a little. There's like a little lever, and you kind of just push it, and the strap comes off. So there's no, you don't need like a strap tool. You don't need to slice your thumb open on a spring bar tool like I did a couple weeks ago. You don't need to use your teeth like I have done. It's just this little lever, and it pops off if you want to change the strap. And um, mine came with <clears throat> a black leather strap and a brown leather strap both of them i don't know what the other one they both have uh, i believe they both have white stitching it's a de- it's a deployant clasp i think that's the right word it's like a, yeah. it's like a butterfly deploying clasp and so um i was talking to dj about this the owner of the brand and i had if you're like me and you wear your watch tight it might be kind of strange at first but as the strap wears in like most straps will wear in the situation, sure. the situation revol- revolves. 
resolves itself because uh, the clasp was sort of like hitting my arm weird, but that was user error. That wasn't any fault of the watch or anything like that. That's just me wearing my watch in such a way where it's clearly evident I don't like I don't like my right hand. Like I want my right hand to be deficient of like oxygenated blood. So just wear that watch fucking tight. Wait, you, know you, wear, you wear your watch on your right hand? Hold on, what's which one? I had to do the L's. I don't, I don't know right from left. I wear my watch on my left hand. So okay. I put my... Have you seen me do the L's before, Michael? No. So if I'm... I, it, this terrifies people. If I'm driving and someone says, oh, turn left, off offhand, I don't know what direction left is. So I, I put up both of my hands and I make the L shape with both hands. And whichever hand is the right looking L... That's left. You know I, what I'm saying? I think I actually remember the last time I was in a car with you and you did do that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't I don't know right from left. I mean like <laughs> I I do, but if you put a gun to my head, I'm just gonna start stuttering and I have, I have to do the L's. So no, yeah, you're right. I wear my watch God Jesus <laughs> I wear my watch on my left on my left hand. Hashtag Kaz does not know right from left. Okay, that's just basically what the headline is of the whole episode now. Okay, there you go. <clears throat> there you go. I wore it on my left hand. God damn it. And so, um, it's wearing in now. The strap is really cool, actually. And uh, what I this is what also I really, really love about Hydus and kind of the approach DJ is taking. So, he brought in all the parts to his workshop from wherever uh, he could find sort of the best quality parts to make his vision true. So he didn't like have this thing made in a factory and then just delivered completely assembled. Like he put these things together from parts from all over the place. And so he got the straps from one place and the straps for the aviator specifically came in and um, the, the straps supposed to have like a rivet at the end where the watch case is. And the first ones that came in had the rivet and they looked cool but they weren't the exact vision that he wanted and they weren't the watch that people who bought it in the Kickstarter were expecting. And hmm. so this, these perfectly fine straps, he's like, nope, he sent them back and he made sure the right ones came back. And I think that's fucking badass because that shows just like serious integrity as someone offering a product and like serious respect for people who support a Kickstarter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So was it was it like a single rivet? Because it's pretty traditional to have like the two rivets for a pilot watch, and that's what I'm seeing on his site now. Yeah, so the is, two is rivets. That what he had to correct, I guess. I don't know if it was a single rivet or if the rivets were were wrong, but these ones here, it's two rivets, and the top parts are like domed and like it's flat on the back of the strap, the part of the strap that touches your arm, mm-hmm. and like it's it's just badass. I mean, like like I I like I said before. And he acknowledged there was nothing wrong with those straps. It just wasn't the strap that he needed to execute his vision. And I'm like, dude, fuck yeah, dude, fuck yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You know? Good, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, kind of seriously. If I go there. to if I go to like McDonald's and I order like a cheeseburger and medium fries, and they give me a cheeseburger and small fries, I'll just say fuck it and just keep just drive away. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's wrong of me. Like, I, I should be, go back be and be like. Upset. I'd be like, yeah, I don't give a shit, dude, because it's it's all going to end up in my stomach. I'm going to die one day anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, like, I should go back in there and be like, bro, I fucking asked for medium fries. I'm not saying these fries are wrong. I'm saying these aren't the fries I asked for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so DJ is the kind of motherfucker that will walk back into that Burger King, throw the bag in their face, and say, listen, shitheads, I want the right fries. <laughs> it's always It's always harder when you're driving in the car. 
because yeah, you it's this it, there's such a note of finality when that window closes and you drive away you're like mm, my interaction with mcdonald's is done like i <laughs> like it's upon me to now go back and knock on the fucking door you know what i mean you know what i'm saying so i'm wow, also seeing this. i'm also hmm? seeing on this watch um the date window he kind of went with the whole altimeter sort of look for the, the open yes. date. So you'll see three dates at once you'll, with a center uh, like red arrow. Yep, you'll see three the... dates at once and there'll be an indicator in between those three dates on the center date to tell you which day it actually is. It's really, really cool because it has the feel of being like a functional, excuse me, tool watch, but it also still kind of in like a really fun aesthetic way pays like a modern tribute to like flight watches because like we've talked about this on the show before i've kind of wanted like a flight or an aviation watch but like i would sort of like prefer one without without like you know luftwaffe like past you yes. know what i'm saying yes um which i know is probably dumb of me to think especially because the history behind that's all it's not as black and white as one might assume but i don't want to get the tangent on that <laughs> but like i've been looking for like a flight watch and then i remember you know Kickstarter happened and then I bought into this and I was seeing more and more images of the watch come up and I'm like, dude, that's the watch. That's the fucking flight watch that I want. Yeah. And this thing is badass. Um, I love the crown. The crown's a good size. It's really, really tactile, especially with this <clears throat> this PVD coating. Very cool. It has a really cool feel. The crown um, is signed. The case back, the screw down case back is signed. And this thing is just, yeah, I, I, I love it. I have it on the brown strap right now. Came with the black and the brown strap, but I have it on the brown strap because I like the I like the contrast because the case is black. So black case, black strap. Kind of want to do black case, brown strap. And um, yeah, I haven't put this on like a NATO or anything yet. I mean, I should try it, but I've just I just kept it on this strap because this strap is pretty sweet. Nice. So two two cool uh, watches for the uh, for the wrist check that are yep kind of aviation inspired or like space inspired. Pretty cool. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is fucking badass. So 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 speaking of Hydus, I think that will lead us into the next portion of the show, correct? Are we cool? Yeah, because like like we said before, this <clears throat> is episode 30 and we kind of realized that. And uh, we thought we would announce <laughs> something uh something special for this this episode. If you've made it this far. <laughs> if you've made it this far, if you made it past me and my McDonald's French fry thing, and my man, barking you, dog, <laughs> and your and, and Michael's barking dog, y'all are y'all are goddamn troopers. Y'all are <laughs> way more patient than I am. I think maybe, but uh, yeah. So episode thirty, in honor of episode thirty, and also in honor of um, just the great work that uh, DJ over at Hydus Watches is doing, we're giving away a watch. We're we're working in conjunction with DJ, and we're giving away. One of these sweet ass Hydus chronographs, Hydus quartz chronographs. So, uh, DJ's over at Hydus watches. His first run, the first one of watches, there was three, uh, basically three kind of styles. There was the Hydus classic, which is a really cool kind of um, uh, bar indice minimal, just like dressy watch. Really, really cool. Yeah. The second one is the Aviator, which um, I was just talking about was that I'm wearing my wrist check. And the third is this chronograph. And so, people who listen to the show fairly regularly. Um, you guys know I have a serious horological heart on for quartz chronographs. I don't know what it is, but I just love a good quartz chronograph. And that's basically how I feel about the Hydus, uh chronograph here. So we're giving away this watch. Um, we're working in conjunction with Hydus watches to do this because, um, you know, DJ has been a supporter of the show for 
Oh man, a long time. Long time. Yeah, this is also his most expensive watch. That's not to say it's like expensive. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot to say. So the Aviator on the site right now is 189 bucks. Quartz Aviator, 44 millimeter, 20 millimeter lug, DVD coded. This thing is fucking badass. The Chronograph is 200 bucks, I believe. 200 dollars USD. Yeah. Yep. So it's a quartz Chronograph. I'm just I have it in my hand right now, and I'm just gonna describe it and without taking off any of like the wrappers or things like that. So. Really, really cool. Pretty standard. Has the tachometer on the outside. It's bar indices except for the twelve at the twelve o'clock. It's um, it's a, it's, it's the you know the fucking number twelve. The indices are also applied. Now, what I love about this, and it's something that I don't, I feel like we talked about this, Michael, and I feel like you said you don't mind it, but it sort of bothers me when I see a chronograph with um, parts of it that are cut off to make room for the subdials. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it looked like someone hole punched the three to make room for like. Like the, the 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 minute register or whatever, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I get you. Um, I, I don't know why that bothers me. I, I know it shouldn't, you know what I mean? But it it, it, it bothers me. Uh, but this watch doesn't do that. So he has the subdials in pretty tight towards the center of the watch to where none of the bar indices, nor the 12, nor the logo are cut off. And so I think it's pretty badass. Um, it's got these really fun square pushers. Uh, it's got this really, this is badass actually. This crown is signed, really, really cool, nice tactile feel. It's a screw-down case back as well, it looks like. What I love with the lugs, it's sort of like a racing-inspired quartz chronograph because it has these sort of like um, sharp-angled but trim spidery-looking um, lugs. Yeah, you know I can see saying? that. Is this is this the black dial or the white dial? This is the black dial. Cool. Yeah, and then you have those like red accents in the uh, the sub-register hands as well as yep. the central seconds hand, and that kind of accent carries on throughout the strap. Yep. That's that's pretty fun to see. Yeah, the strap, the it's, it comes with two, stra- two straps. I'm looking at both of them right now. It's a black one with that accents, and there's like a really cool, um, like a brown kind of really smooth chocolate with red accents, and it's just, it's a super, super fun watch. It's it's I'm really excited to be giving it away because I know it's going to go to someone who's going to fucking love the shit out of this watch because i secretly wish i could keep the watch <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll maybe i'll buy one yeah it looks fun looks like a fun watch and uh we're gonna i guess we should probably announce some of the specifics for the uh the contest. Well, yes so the way it works is we're announcing the contest right now on the show you're listening on a monday hopefully you're listening on a monday if you're listening on a thursday you're you're gonna miss out all right <laughs> Listen, so preemptively, people, I'm tipped, I'm talking to you with psychic energy, of which I have none. Listen on Monday so you can get all the details. The actual contest is going to open Tuesday. So the day after this episode airs, the contest is going gonna, is gonna to go up. So there's going to be a graphic on our feed. Um, it's going to be very similar to a 1,000 follower giveaway. You're going to see the graphic. It's going to be very clear. The directions are going to be in there. So, uh, you know, you don't have to... Feel like you have to write this shit down. Not that you would, because most of you guys are probably driving right now. Do not write while driving, okay? Yeah. Especially do not do Kaz, that. Especially what Kaz is saying. <laughs> yeah, do not. <laughs> Someone's been writing everything down, and now they're going, "Oh fuck, man! <laughs> Fucking two broke watch knobs, man! Fucking hot as shit!" I'm trying to take off my shirt. If only you could see my disgusting body, Michael. All right, <clears throat> so basically the way the contest works is this. It's very similar to our 1,000 follower giveaway. If you want to enter the Two Broke Watch, two, hmm, two broke watch Knobs Highest Chronograph Giveaway Contest, look for the graphic. It's going up on Tuesday morning. I'm going to have it be up on Tuesday morning. Um, basically, all you have to do is you have to be following us. 
you have to be following Hydus Watches, and then you leave a comment on the show graphic tagging two friends who you think will also super dig this watch. And so people did a really good job of this during the first thousand follower giveaway. Yeah. Don't just tag fucking random people. Tag people who you think will actually like the watch and also just like the content we're putting out. If uh, if I think I think you can also if you, if you want to, I would tag Andy Dick cuz Oh my god, no. Michael <laughs> No, now everyone's gonna tag Andy Dick. Oh my god, everyone tag Andy Dick. Oh my god, don't don't tag Andy Dick. Tag, don't tag, tag Andy Dick. Tag two, so, two people that dig watches. Yeah, two. Yeah, yes, thank you. Tag two people who dig watches. Um, people you think that'll also really enjoy our content. You guys did a really good job of that in the first one. Like, and the thing is, I go through every single one of those things and I check. I check people who are tagged. So if I go through and I see that you tagged like grandma and grandpa. Unless grandma and grandpa are like Mr. and Mrs. Hublot, I'm going to be pretty upset. <laughs> and you don't want to see Kaz upset. Rawr! I'm hypoglycemic! Rawr! <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's, the desk, that, that, that's the desk diver Hulk. Hashtag desk diver Hulk. He's hypoglycemic. He didn't get any granola bites during his 3 p.m. coffee break. Pretty, pretty, simple, uh, pretty simple directions, I would say. I yeah, they're like pretty. They're, some, some Instagram contests like kind of just blow my mind. Yeah, it's craziness, dude. But the really cool thing also is that same day, if you want more details on the watch, uh, the review for the chronograph will be going up. I will be reviewing the chronograph, and it will be going up Tuesday later in the day. So in the morning, the graphic to enter the contest is going to be live. All you gotta do is follow us, which most of you most of you guys already do. Uh, on Instagram, and then most of you guys, and then you have to also follow Hydus Watches, and then leave a comment, tag two buddies who you think will also be great additions to the two book watch knobs community because um, we have incredible listeners. You guys are just, I mean, more than listeners, you guys are just awesome people. I mean, especially in the last couple of weeks with me talking about Rivco watches, my 3D printed watch project, and just everything with my job, you guys are just like, I hope most of you go to wind up. So we can all hang out. Yeah, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> that would be fucking incredible, dude. Um, so yeah, graphic to enter is going up in the morning on Tuesday, the day after this airs, and then later that day, the review for the chronograph will be live as well. So you know you can go and read about the chronograph, and if you have any questions about the watch, or if you want maybe better reference shots, if maybe I didn't get a good picture of something in the review. Totally, totally let me know because I, I, I'm i looking at the watch right now. I have the watch. It's still like it's in the box with like the little ring thing on it that makes it stand like erect or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so I, I can just answer any questions you want about this thing. Um, trying to think if I'm missing anything about this watch. Do, do, do. Yeah, now we're su- super, super excited. Really, really happy to be working with DJ on this. Um, if you aren't already following him, even if you have no intention of entering the contest, if you aren't already following him, Follow him, follow him for sure because um, him and I talk closely a lot, closely a lot, and he's got some really, really cool stuff happening. Yeah, really, really cool stuff on the horizon. And uh, that I think happy, happy thirtieth, guys. Happy thirtieth. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> for a second I thought you meant birthday. I'm like, Did I turn thirty again. I get, I get to be disappointed twice. This is incredible, dude. <laughs> I thought, I thought that would confuse you. <laughs> confuse the shit out of me. But yeah, no, yeah, happy, yeah, straight up, Michael. Happy thirtieth episode. That's incredible. This is in 30, 30 weeks, dude. This yeah. is fucked up. And and thank you, thank you, DJ and Hydus Watch for uh, you know being a part of that. So 
Yeah, kind of, man. Kind of really, really fun, happy we do this episode. Um, shall we move on to the main topic? Uh, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, Michael. I know you're trying to get me to move on, but the winner of the two broke watch knobs highest watch giveaway will also get a wooden a wooden wallet. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, it is part of the Kickstarter. Um, it's a part of a, it's a Kickstarter gift. I think it is a branded wooden Hydus watch money clip. Uh, it's basically sized to fit credit cards or condoms, and has like an elastic strap for you te- to keep said condoms. Wait, or really? I, I don't, I don't. I mean, I mean, you could, you could, you could probably fit a condom in here. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can fit a condom anywhere. I, I I can keep them in my fucking armpits if I want to. I don't know. I mean, whatever people keep in their wallets. As long as it's not loose quarters, you can put your shit in this fucking wallet. That's the headline. God right. damn it. Nice. Okay, perfect. I'm so, de- <laughs> I'm so dehydrated right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> send Kaz water. Dude, send me water and bagels. All right? Oh, yes, yes. I, w- I would love it if somebody <laughs> mailed you a bagel. Please don't mail me bagels. By the time it, by the time it gets here, it's just gonna look fucking just moldy and decrepit. You know It'd be great if you can actually just stick the USPS label onto the bagel directly and then just toss it. At can't your, at can't your you mailbox. do that with a potato? Can't you mail potatoes or like another root vegetable? Isn't it like a thing? Like you can mail a potato. You can just you can just write your fucking address on it with a stamp. And you put it in the mail, and the poor mail carrier has to deliver that shit. Really? Yeah, I've heard of that. There's some sort of fruit you can just mail. Like people have done it. That or oh, I'm just yes. like, there's potato there's potatoparcel.com that I just found. <laughs> <laughs> Holy you are right. You can um, s- I'm right about something. I'll take it. <laughs> send a message with a potato. Oh man, at the end of this episode, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna insert your address. Do not put my fucking address. I will literally, I will literally burn this place down and move. <laughs> Do not put my fucking address. Oh, I'm gonna send you a potato. I'm I'm gonna put it together as we speak. I'm I'm fine if you send me a potato, but don't put my address like in the show notes or like or anything like that. Because Lord knows what the fuck I'm gonna get in the mail, dude. No, you can send you can send a Mother's Day potato now. That's kind of oh, what fucking the- just just in time for Mother's Day. I know <laughs> I'm gonna send my fucking mom. Oh boy, this is great. Mom, I got you a potato the size of the tumor you gave me. <laughs> happy, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, boy. <coughs> okay. <coughs> oh, fuck it. Jesus, I am incredibly thirsty. Do I have time to go and get water or... No, fuck it. I'm fine. <sighs> okay. Um, you want to go to the... Uh, should we get to the main topic? Because I'm, I'm, I'm interested in talking about this and I'm also fucking super surprised we haven't talked about it before. I feel like we've danced around it. We've danced around it sometimes when we bring up the bring up the brands that we talk about but yeah. it is it is kind of a huge what i think is a huge influence for a lot of people that get into watches um either as collectors or just somebody that wants to go out and buy a nice watch right and, um the topic that kaz and i were kind of tossing back and forth is um watches in movies and um you know also tv shows but mostly like watches and movies and what it kind of means for uh, watch collecting in, in general um, and what watches mean to a person. Because I sat down and for the very first time I watched um, Life Aquatic. and like, Really good movie. I enjoy it. <laughs> it's, got, it's just one of those things where like um, I didn't know anything about the movie before and like you're going to hear about that movie if you get into watches. 
And that's kind of what happened to me. And I'm like, well, I have to watch this movie now because of like this whole Vostok <laughs> deal that I, that I hear. Um, and, you know, I saw the movie and it's, I don't know when the last time like you saw it, but it seems like there are actually quite a few Vostok watches in that movie. The um, only one I ever heard about and remember, remember seeing is the one that Bill Murray, um, Steve Zizzo, uh, yeah. is wearing. And that's the, the anchor. Or the, not the anchor, the ship's wheel. Yes, the Vostok yeah. Amphibious ship's wheel. Yeah, and it's like, not only is it the perfect um, like prop for that character. Yeah. <laughs> it's It actually looks, it, it makes me want to get one. I don't, it's I don't, a beautiful watch. And I want to know, I want to know if anybody else like feels that that way. Like if you, if you see something, oh, I guess, I guess a lot of people feel that way because that's, that's why Omega struck a deal with the, uh, the James Bond franchise. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think there's any franchise like in the history of like urology marketing and sales more influential than the fucking James Bond series, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, that's a big one. That was a big. I, so my question. So so here's the interesting. I I I, I obviously you know, we both worked in marketing and it's still something I've always kind of involved myself in. So the the the, the aspect of buyer psychology behind you seeing the Vostok amphibia in the film. Hold on one second. Hey, get out of there. Hey, cats and dogs. Cats and dogs, man. She's my my. Since I've been using my 3D printer, like no one's fucking business working on Rivka watches, my cat just thinks it's the greatest thing to climb into. But it's also basically designed to fucking emulsify her insides, and so I really <laughs> wish she wouldn't go in there. Right. Oh, God in heaven, dude. Fucking come home to a burnt, burnt, cooked cat. <laughs> Dinner served. Um. So what's interesting to me is you saw the Vostok Amphibious ship's wheel in Steve Zizou. It's on it's on the rubber strap, if I recall correctly, right? Yeah, yeah. Like and there's a, a, there's a really there's actually a really great shot. It's like a really great point of view shot of him looking at the watch or looking at his arm with the watch. I remember that shot very very clearly. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's actually it, and I like I like when movies do this too because that specific shot and maybe we can get a photo for the show notes. It's like oh yeah. He has like his hand up, like he, and it's a close up of his hand. He's got this like little creature, uh, yes, crawling the lizard it. thing. And yeah, you do, yeah, you yeah. do see the watch, and it's like ticking away, so it's not like a like a static prop or anything. Um, and I was just like, man, that that thing is cool. But it wasn't like, oh man, I want to be him. I want to get that watch. It was just like, man, that's like a really cool like vintage looking diver. <laughs> Correct. But you've seen the watch before the film. Yeah. And then you saw it in the film, and your drive to purchase the watch, you felt more of an immediacy to own the watch. So it's not necessarily, I don't think it's you wanting to be him. What about the scene, kind of what about the the, the artistic atmosphere or the vision of the scene affected you in a way where you wanted to connect with what was happening by owning that watch? Because I feel like that's what happens. I think another thing also probably another thing that has something to do with it is knowing that that watch is 65 bucks. <laughs> so this, okay. Touche. While, yeah, it's, touche. while it is a good question, <clears throat> it might not be the best watch to explore that topic with. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. And knowing that is a $65 watch all day, all day, 65 bucks over at Marinon.com, um, definitely influences kind of the decision to buy. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And if I recall the one he's wearing, it's the ship's wheel and it's the um it's the bezel it's the bezel with the with the dots, the red dots, the blue dots, the four two zero case, right? Yeah. That classic that yeah. classic new amphibia we see everywhere. Yep. And it's uh I think they still make it the same exact way and Oh yeah. Um, you can get I think you can get the same rubber strap from Marinom or something similar. I think um, so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, the the movie was great. It's like totally different kind of humor than than uh, you'd expect. Uh, the wife didn't really enjoy it, <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a Wes Anderson movie, uh, movie correct? Right? Yes, yes. And um, what what a lot of people, I guess, don't talk about either is that Owen Wilson has a GMT master. You were, <laughs> you were telling me that's incredible. I didn't. Well, the thing is, I saw the movie before I even gotten to watch it, so I would not have clocked that at all. But but yeah, you told me he were, so is it featured and highlighted in the same way the amphibia is, or is it something you just noticed as he pretty, was like opening a door? Pretty close, actually, and also wow. pairs also pairs perfectly with the character because you know his character in the movie he's a pilot and um, he's got this like Pepsi GMT Master, maybe like a sixteen seven ten or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's ironic because the scene where the watch is like really really featured. Um, is kind of this moment where he checks the bezel, camera pans up to his face, he puts the mask on, and he dives in. Um, and it's so well done that it was actually included in the uh, the kind of like big Rolex ad that they just did. Oh shit! Uh, with like the watches yeah. in the movies and stuff. That that same exact scene is uh, is what I'm talking about. <laughs> and he jumps in the water as a diver with the GMT master. So. <laughs> <laughs> as as it's like it's kind of like a really good movie for watch nerds as well i think and i guess some movies are just like that um and um you know the big thing for me wanting to bring up bring up this topic is to just hear from all of the other listeners because i want to feel like i'm not the only crazy one that's like pausing tv shows or pausing movies to try to figure out what watch is on screen <laughs> Um, I've, I've honestly sort of given up because every time I sort of find myself doing that and I get a good look, I basically figure out it's just like a prop watch. You know what I mean? You should see the thread on watch you seek for, um, Rick's watch from the walking dead. It's like, it's like, a, like I've, a, ne- I've never, I've seen one episode of that show. Yeah. So it's like an 80 page thread of people arguing, arguing about what watch he wears throughout the series, because it is actually the watch is important throughout the the TV show, um, and it does have some like serious screen time or whatever. Um, but yeah, people people get really into it, um, and I, so I, know, at least I think it's fun. <laughs> so you know what's interesting? I think it's interesting also because it's it's probably easy to be very dismissive and cynical about you know a watch in a movie. It's like oh, they just you know it's just advertising. But I think you can, especially with the Zizam movie and and you're, as you're saying with The Walking Dead, <clears throat> I think it's cool when the watch is an aspect of the film. Like either something character telling or something very integral to the story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. But I mean, probably the set of watches that does that the most would be the watches that James Bond wears. You know what fucking called it? I, so I mentioned this in the free talk. I wanted the, I, I there was a very very funny Russian watch joke in um, from Russia with Love. Um, That's right. Because oh. I watched <laughs> I watched a lot of the old Bond movies um, recently, 
a few months ago. A few months ago, I just duct taped myself to my tablet and kind of just watched them all. Yeah, I remember. Um, <clears throat> that's right. And I was watching the movie, and so I'd never seen these movies before, so I saw a lot of them for the first time. And obviously, you know, I know about Russian watches, and I know about James Bond, all the Rolex stuff, and all that stuff like that. So, you know, you guys might remember this scene. He's, uh, this is the part where <clears throat> the, I guess, like, the device is under the Russian embassy in, in, in Istanbul to, like, explode or cause a distraction or something like that. Okay. And James Bond has his watch synchronized to the uh, explosion device, you know, as you would if you were some kind of sexy spy. I wish I was a sexy spy. And so he's in, he's in, uh, he's in the Russian embassy and he's looking at his watch and he's looking at the clock on the wall and... He's getting ready for the thing to go off by looking at the clock on the wall, and the device doesn't go off. He's like, mm. and he kind of goes to like the person at the front desk, and he goes, he goes, uh, uh, um, it's it's something like, um, oh, is that clock right? Or like, oh, um, do you have the time? Or something like that. And the guy at the desk goes, Russian watches are always accurate. And then like James <laughs> Bond, like James Bond, like looks at his watch or whatever, and then the thing blows up, <laughs> like like completely coordinated with his watch. And I'm like, that's mean. That's just mean, man. <laughs> James, that watch, that that clock on the wall probably costs fifty cents as opposed to your several hundred thousand dollar Rolex. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah. Fair. Like we were talking about, if it was if it was Thunderball, I guess it was either that Breitling or or something. That that Breitling really I I see I don't understand how that Breitling played a facet in the story. Right. I I think Breitling just purchased enough airtime or whatever because he wears both the fucking Rolex and the Breitling. It's yeah. just that for some reason when he goes underwater he wears the Breitling when he could fucking very well just keep his goddamn submariner on. <laughs> well, it's funny because I feel I feel like the the famous Bond Rolex the six five three eight got real screen time also the I, shot you, you, the shot you're is using iconic. reference numbers i have no idea what yeah it's it's about. like the the big crown like the big crown sub yes okay i know yeah. that word yes yeah and uh i don't <clears throat> i mean i don't know if rolex paid anything back then maybe they did uh but that that part of the history is kind of hazy for me because at least somebody my age like growing up like the omega bond was like my james bond um the first one was uh, Pierce Brosnan, who wore the Omega, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's that's what we were trying to figure out in 1995. Um, and just kind of to, to prep for this show, I was uh, I was watching it on uh, Amazon Prime Video, uh, just like a little bit today <laughs> during during my lunch, and um, and there's a scene there's a scene that I was obsessed with uh, as a kid, and. You know, if you've seen the movie or if you've played the N64 game, which was also a huge deal in my childhood. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't huge, know about you. Huge cornerstone of my childhood was playing the GoldenEye shooting game on Nintendo yeah. 64. Where he, where he escapes from a train <clears throat> with uh, Natalia yep. um, right before it explodes. And there's a fucking laser cutter on his <laughs> Omega Seamaster. <laughs> and, you know, between, between that, between seeing that as a kid... And then two years later, when the N64 game came out, the watch, it, you can you can use the watch in the game. And that blew mm -hmm. me away. It was all it was almost like the first thing that I tried when I got the game was like, <laughs> how do I do the laser thing? And I don't know if you remember specifics, but actually when you hit start to pause the game, you know, he kind of you see like first person view of him. Like he looking, looks at his watch. You look, you look at the watch and the watch gives you everything like your health, your inventory, weapons, all that stuff. 
Um, so I think it was almost like maddening for me, like to, to kind of like obsess over this watch. And I tried to think back at, you know, how much of a role it played in, um, you know, like me digging watches. Today. I think I mean I I even though I don't remember specific brands I remember as a kid seeing watches and movies in a very similar facet and they basically became like extensions of the character's purpose yeah you know what I mean so if you liked a character everything he kept on him or her whether it was like a gun or a watch or like you know his father's lucky bandana like there's like every single item kind of kind of drove through the bullshit and helped define the purpose as like a tool driven piece almost of the person and like the the, the the that watch did that and then and the thing is if james bond is cool that means james bond's tools are cool and yeah if james bond's tools are cool that fucking watch is badass you know what i'm saying yeah and i think i think omega struck the deal like right at the perfect time when when that sort of marketing was going to become really really effective um and like you said before, I, I can't think of another sort of franchise slash product relationship that's stronger than than the Omega Bond relationship. It it blows it blows my mind. And um, you know, even that's that same Seamaster, the the quartz one in, in Goldeneye today, you can mm-hmm. find it for not a bad price. It's the Seamaster three hundred it's, it's um, like nineteen hundred or two thousand bucks, I think. I mean, you'll find it for even less. Um, wow. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, you'll find it. It's, it's bad. so it's the quartz uh, reference two five four one with the blue dial and all that stuff. And they made a bunch yeah. of cheesy models too, with like I don't know, like 007 as like the counterweight on the second hand, which like see then it becomes I don't like because the thing is so for me the difference is when you buy like a James Bond watch that has like 007 or like Spectre on it as opposed to just the watch he wore in the movie. Hold on, hey, get down, get down. I'm gonna eat you. It's like it's like buying something at the souvenir shop. Exactly. It's the difference between buying like something as a fan and buying something in connection with the character. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think my favorite scene in Goldeneye with the watch is when towards the end, um, you know, Alex 006, you know, the nemesis, um, he sees the watch. He's like, oh, I see you got the new model. And like he's holding Bond's new watch with the laser. And like he has, I guess like an older Seamaster. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know too much uh, yeah. about Omega. And like he's holding them side to side. And I'm like, I I watched it recently, and like I know there's some sleazy Omega rip, like behind the camera saying, yeah, 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 get, get tighter, get tighter on the on the watches. <laughs> I want to make sure all the I, I I less hand. I want less hand and more lug. Can we? You know, I'm just tighter. Can you get? Okay, yeah, just tighter like that. Like I can just. I hear his voice in my head. That that is you know a I mean? that is a great Swiss accent that you're doing right now. By the way, I don't know what kind of accent that was. <laughs> I I, was, I think I was trying to do like a greasy Long Island accent, and it just fucking it just fell apart. You have a great greasy Long Island accent, by the way. <laughs> Dude, I lived in Long Island for like seven eight years. I miss it. I miss it every day. Shout out! Shout out to anyone on fucking Long Island right now. I miss it. Please have me back. Yeah, I spent I, a few years in Hempstead. I spent a few years in Stony Brook, and I spent a few years in Amityville, and I fucking miss it. I don't think miss I've it. ever been to Long Island. You gotta go, dude. It looks like Long Island sort of looks like just after the fallout, but everyone's really nice and the food is good. Okay. 
not really very many nice. Well, there are there are nice places. I mean, I never went to the nice places because I'm broke as shit. There are nice places, but the majority of it kind of looks like it's all falling apart. But it's a really good place. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that that scene I remember. I think uh, 006 kind of looks at his model and scoffs and says like, "Oh, you got you got, <laughs> you got the new model." And yeah. He, exactly. And then he kind of just like hits that pusher at like 10 o'clock and like turns off his mines or something <laughs> oh yeah shit you're right he hits the button and he like deactivates the mines yeah that's so fucking badass dude see that's see that's so see now i want to go online and look for that fucking watch especially because you told me it was cheaper than i thought it was oh yeah you know? no yeah if you if you go for the quartz version which like it's also funny because when you that scene you can see the ticking on both of their watches so it's like oh man they have the quartz versions too like that's that's awesome like of course Hell james yeah, bond will need a quartz watch um, yeah, dude. But yeah, kind of like, kind of go back. And if you watch it, actually, I discovered like Prime on desktop, uh, like watching movies and stuff today. As mm-hmm. you're as you're watching it, if you just like hover your mouse over the display, you're gonna get a profile on the side with a headshot of every actor that's on screen with a short bio and like a quick Holy list of shit. quick list of things they've done. And then on the top left hand corner you get like commentary and text. So Wow. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I'm actually gonna fast forward after this to to that same scene and see if they, they have anything in there for the uh, uh Omega kind of shot. It's gonna take you it's gonna take you right to the buy page for it. It's gonna take you <laughs> yeah. all you just gotta click the button, it's gonna take you right to the page you need to go to buy that watch. Oh my gosh, I hope Amazon did that. That's so smart. <laughs> I mean incredibly smart. <laughs> oh god, that's that's nuts, man. But yeah, I, I think there's something I like I in that sense, when it like plays a pretty integral part, like James Bond and that watch. It's integral to the story and the character. Now, there was a point in time you were telling me, um, I think in like, man, I think it was like the Roger Moore ones or the Timothy Dalton ones where like Mm -hmm. it was just super cheesy and super campy and the Rolex ads were very heavy handed. Like there's a scene you were telling me he like he falls off a train or like he's running out of like some woods and he passes by a billboard and the billboard just like says Rolex has a Rolex on it. Yeah, there's there's always going to be kind of that's that stuff, and I think I think when Bond, I think Roger Moore also had a Seiko. Um, Roger Moore. Oh shit! Yes. In the one uh, in space. Yeah. So yes. Seiko came out with the TV watch, and um, you know it's kind of <laughs> just like it was. If you find one with the box and the cable and everything, it's kind of it's pretty nuts if you do find one. But I guess there was like a receiver with a cable that went down like up the back of your shirt and like down your like sleeve and then you put the big receiver in your pocket and then you can watch tv on the watch it's it sounds like i could just give also give myself a colonoscopy with that thing i'll <laughs> yeah. just i just i take the receiver i put it up my colon and i can see inside my my, my fucking colon in in the watch view screen <laughs> but um yeah and like I, I think there's like a scene where like he's just got like a pair of tits on the display um so that yeah that that, i think the marketing probably took a turn for the worst at some point um but But uh, i feel like in goldeneye i feel like as the first omega one it 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 was cool yeah you know what i mean it was it was really cool and um that that movie is free with your prime membership 
So. Oh yeah, dude! Everyone watch it unless you hate it. <laughs> if you hate it, don't watch it. You know, I'm not gonna make you do something you don't want. You, you, I'm not gonna make you do you don't want to do. This isn't high school, all right? I'm, I'm gonna. But make, um, I'm gonna make are they still? So they're still doing that. They're still doing. It's still Omega and Bond because I haven't watched any of the new Bond films. Real, I think I saw Casino Royale when I had like like very bad diarrhea and like the flu, so I don't really remember a lot of it. You know what I mean? I had like dengue fever or some shit when I was watching that movie. That, you know everything that you need in order to feel like James Bond, basically. What <laughs> is in that movie, or me having dengue fever? Your 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 fever and your diarrhea. <laughs> it just it just makes you feel like a double O agent. I felt so masculine, hunched hunched over, cringing in pain, losing liquid. But um, but they're still doing that now with the with the Daniel. Mm, mm, what's his name? Daniel Craig? It's not Craig Ferguson. No. It's, oh it's, my god, no, it's not Craig Ferguson. It's not Craig Ferguson. <laughs> it is Daniel Craig and it's still Omega. Actually, I think this month there um in Switzerland there's an Omega kind of pop-up museum sort of thing. Uh and you can walk through it and see the James Bond watch. Eh, it can't be Omega. I don't know who did. I don't know who did the museum. See, but. it's weird because how can you do a, muse, a museum to like Bond and Omega when it's? It, I mean, the classic is Bond and Rolex. Don't you feel like the other girl? You know what I mean? If you're Bond and Omega, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like the like like the second marriage. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who is or, who <clears throat> organized the the kind of pop up museum, but there is something now. The Watches TV reported on it. And uh, you could walk through and see the history of all of James Bond's watches. And That's badass, man. There's there's like a bunch of Rolex models, like some props that were actually used in the films. Um, some cool tag Hoyers that or Hoyers like quartz divers that were in the movies. I can't I can't remember really? which one. But yeah, there there have been a bunch of like crazy watches in those movies. Um, but you know, today it is the Omega, the last, you know big release that they had was that Seamaster with the 12 hour uh, bezel yes for Spectre. that's right that's right and oh that's like, that just expensive though right it's like eight or nine thousand bucks yeah and it got worse when they ran out of them so now like they're <laughs> fetching like over 10 grand sometimes you know because oh you know because it is it's a James Bond watch without any kind of James Bond branding uh, except for maybe something on the case back or the buckle on, I, I think on the, the I, I think the box yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the box and maybe the the hardware on the NATO has like a 007 with a gun or something. Um, Bro, for fucking ten thousand dollars, Daniel Craig better show up at my fucking house and give me a reach around with that fucking watch for <laughs> ten ten. You know what I can spend on ten thousand? Spend on that ten thousand bucks on? Supposed to wave I I'm getting a watch and a reach around. Yeah, I'll spend ten k all day. But just but just just the watch. He, wasn't uh, there a wasn't there a Bond watch that had like a bullet in it or like a like a it looked like a bullet hole or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, that was that was some of the old Seamasters. Actually, Daniel Craig, um, you know, he <laughs> he won't do that to you, but he um, <laughs> he actually on the uh, I think it was the Ellen DeGeneres show. He gave yes. uh, this little boy yes. one of those watches because he was like a crazy James Bond fan and, and like cataloged like all this history. Also, I don't know if you should be watching those movies at that age. <laughs> But uh, I guess I did. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Well, did he do it as like a make a wish thing or this kid's just like a fan? I think the kid is just like a crazy James Bond fan. Okay. Because I would have felt awful if we brought up reach arounds and like a make a wish, like, 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 (laughs) like make a wish stream come true, like in the same, 
like breath of sentences. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh wow, I really, I don't know how I'm gonna come back from this one, guys. Yeah, but he's now that kid is alive and well. Um, oh, thank God. And and Bond is still doing Omega. Man, another um, another movie I never saw Aliens when I've actually. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. I've only seen Alien. I've only seen the 1979 uh, original. Um, and I don't know what watches in that one, but apparently an Aliens uh, is kind of like the famous Seiko Jajara watch. A lot of yep. a lot of individuals seem to connect with that one, and just went nuts when Seiko released it. Um, there's something very 80s about the, and not like a derogatory way, but there's something very 80s about that design aesthetic on that watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and um, kind of <clears throat> it's. It's kind of quintessentially Jujaro. If you look at the watches that he designed and the cars that he designed and put them side by side, you get it. You're like, oh, wow, of course. It's like the same guy. And right. I, when you can pull that off, you're like a serious designer. Um, <laughs> so. so the thing is, is the, I'm, not, I'm not as familiar with the movie probably as you are or possibly neither of us are, but is the watch featured well in the film or is it something that she just had like is it is it featured in the same way as like it was in Steve Zizow or in like the Bond films or it's, is it just kind of it's there? probably not as cheesy as the Bond films okay. but maybe maybe along the same same lines as Life Aquatic you know but it wow. is it is one of those things that's like really noticeable um, <clears throat> and you know between you know stuff like that and oh look at this I still have the potato parcel open you sure you don't want a potato parcel. I mean, I do from you, not strangers, man. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, TV shows is another big one. Um, I don't well, know. Yeah, I don't think I've ever noticed a watch in a television show. I mean, obviously, we talked about Walking Dead a second ago, but I don't think I've ever noticed well, watches actually, in television shows. Apparently, um, in Mad Men, watches were a pretty oh, big deal. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, they all were fucking uh, Omega DeVille's, Omega Seamaster DeVille's. Yeah, right? I, th- I think somebody's got like a Hamilton something or, or another. And. I think I, I never saw, you know, I never dug too deep into the series, but apparently there's some like kind of offhanded remarks about watches like in in the TV show. Um, and it's kind of the show got so popular that I think a lot of non-watch people were trying to figure out what they wore and then eventually became watch people. <laughs> wow, that's great. I've never I've never seen the show. Yeah, I, I've, I've never. I've... I saw one episode with Noor. And she did not like it, <laughs> <laughs> which means which means neither of you like it, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I, something about the way women are objectified in the TV show. Of course, well, I mean, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's you know incongruency with the time period. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, especially in an ad agency. You know? Yeah, but well, um, I hear you. So, also another TV show that I've that we love that we've been watching rewatching again is uh parks and rec. I don't know if, if you've caught that one. I've watched the first two seasons before it kicked into awesome mode, which means I got out probably at the worst time, but about the right time for just how my life is going. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, tend to miss out things and when they get really, really good, but I it was really funny. I actually saw a picture of Nick Offerman. That's his name, right? Yeah. Um, he's wearing like a fucking Frank Mueller. Does he wear the Frank Mueller? 
he wears in some, the show he wears something very very far from a Frank Mueller the Frank Mueller <laughs> what is he what does he wear in the show so he wears this like just big bad citizen eco drive um, <laughs> that's so bad that's very different from a Frank Mueller yes <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah that's that's the watch that I wanted to bring up and actually kind of rewatching the show I was like man I just want like a badass like quartz chrono and then I bought this Bulova. So perfect. Uh, Fucking perfect, dude. But yeah, it's like a I think I think it's huge. I think it's like 45 or 46 millimeter. Um well he's a big dude, so that makes sense. Yeah, echo drive, like chronograph with a panda dial and like an alarm function, and I think UTC oh, wow. and a power reserve and a bunch of just like crazy, crazy features. And it's yeah, it's it's just like really really noticeable throughout the show and um just noticeable to i mean well n- noticeable to you yeah yeah noticeable to me and uh and once again if you kind of go on watch you seek and um you know do some digging you'll find like a hundred page thread of people arguing about <laughs> it too because <laughs> watch people love to argue on blogs and forums <laughs> i think i think the internet likes to argue yeah that is you know true. what I mean? Like I've uh, the only place online I've ever encountered camaraderie and general thoughtfulness and thoughtful remarks is is on Instagram with our listeners. Every everywhere else is basically just like sticking my my dick in a bear trap. It's like oh I'm gonna come here and make friends. Nope, dick in bear trap. What was I thinking? <laughs> I was so stupid about thirty seconds ago. I was a moron thirty seconds ago before I walked into this chat room. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm, chat room dude asl bro <laughs> asl are chat rooms still still around i know chris hansen chris hansen has a new tv show now and i was gonna i was gonna say of course chat rooms are around where do you think all the pedophiles go to talk to each other bro <laughs> and and chris hansen has like a new i think like 2016 or 2017 tv show and i guess there are still chat rooms or i you know what i, I think it's like apps now like apps on the phone where um oh, okay where it's kind of while there's think, like do you, do you think there's like a pedophile version of tinder or would that just not work no well while there's like tinder and and whatever other ones are out there i think there are similar apps dedicated to like teenagers where like teenagers can talk to each other and stuff like that oh. and maybe that's maybe that's where they and so they're kind of taking advantage of that the uh, pedophile folks are going in that <laughs> yeah and uh this That's is crazy, man. This is kind of a a momentous occasion where we somehow transition from watches to pedophiles. <laughs> yeah, I literally, I'm not sure. <laughs> so congratulations. I'm, I'm so sorry. Watch another another live. fantastic mark for episode 30. No. <laughs> we finally did it. We I moved. No, I, I literally can't find the breadcrumbs back to where <laughs> we started from to get here. And now we're just having a very thoughtful conversation about pedophiles. <laughs> so con- I'm so, so Michael. I'm so sorry, dude. I'm so thirsty. <laughs> it's okay. So, watch, fam. If you have watch. made it this far, <laughs> past past that last comment. Oh my god! Because I'm gonna try to limit the amount of times I say that word. Uh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um. Oh fuck! That's good. Does oh, does anybody man, else? Yeah. I guess what I want to know: Does anybody else kind of feel the same way I do? I guess it's a dumb question with all the watch you seek threads that I mentioned, but I guess it just 
among our the, listeners, I, I'd like to. I think the real question is for me, are you disenchanted to seeing a watch in a film? I almost am. Because okay. like I said before, like when I saw the Omega watches, yeah, that's cool and everything like that. But I saw it as as a broken hearted adult. And right. so the first thing I thought watching Bond and seeing the Omega is like, oh, there's some fucking, you know, greasy Omega rep back there telling them how to get the shot. <laughs> with you know with the Long Island accent. With his Long Island, I don't, know, I don't know why I gave him a Long Island. Is Omega not located on Long Island? Are they not in Hop Hog? I thought they were in Hop Hog, dude. I think Bulova is pretty close. They they moved their headquarters to uh, Empire State Building. <laughs> that is not close to Long Island, but I I understand what you're saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about up there. <laughs> <clears throat> Man, but yeah, no, I I I. I just understanding other people's relationships with watches and films. I think the big question also is, did you ever buy a watch because of a movie? We've talked about it, Michael, you and I. Obviously, in this episode, we've talked about it. But I've never bought a watch because of a movie. I've never... I haven't bought a watch because of a movie either. And I think you and I probably have some big issues with that very specific call to action. <laughs> um, yeah. That maybe disgusts us in, in some way. Um, but we know, we know that that kind of marketing works and we know that it happens. Um, you know, when somebody sees Daniel Craig with that Omega, uh, on the side of the subway or whatever, they're going to think like, okay, that is how I can incorporate that element of lifestyle into my life. Um, yeah. Oh, that, 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 that that's the cornerstone. It's you, um, I mean that's that's the big lie of marketing. You know what I mean? It's it's buy something to fix something that you can't fix in yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I, so if I'm, I'm sorry. I guess I guess it's fun <clears throat> for me because I can kind of train myself to see past that and not be influenced by it. Um, and then I just find it in good fun when I see a cool watch on a TV show or a movie, um, even if it gets cheesy on in like the Bond films or stuff. Well, as a because thing is, as a watch person, you just have a love for watches. That when you see a cool watch on a show, you're like, "Oh, that's awesome! I recognize that watch. That's that's super cool." Yeah. I think at that moment, you're able to distance yourself no longer as like a, a movie goer, watch purchaser demographic, and then more as just like a, wa- a person who loves watches. You know what I mean? It's no longer I feel like you kind of um, being a prospective buyer when you see when you and I see a watch in a movie. You're like, "Oh, that's so cool." <laughs> dog you know what i'm saying <laughs> hey but i feel like i feel like other people who don't really know about what like like those guys who are watching Mad Men. watching Mad Men, it's a super cool show it's super hip everything blah 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 they're checking their watches they're wearing omegas and fucking hamiltons because i remember when that show started getting popular the watch exchange subreddit was fucking full of people looking for those watches devils and stuff like that yeah yeah I know yeah exactly those old c master devils dude you yeah. know yeah I uh, I saw one today. <laughs> yeah, they're up there all the time. Every, every day there's one. I mean, so there are a couple of users who basically on the watch exchange subreddit who have built their entire Reddit profile around selling specifically old Omega Seamaster dials. So old, you know, Seamaster DeVille and Seamaster 30 and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, and I feel like that's in conjunction recently with the show. Yeah, that's a that's a strong possibility. Um, and I mean, like I said, the closest that I've come is that citizen eco drive, like seeing that I was like, man, that thing looks cool, but looks really <laughs> big. And just thinking like I should get a quartz chronograph 
And then I was like, okay, I've been looking at this one for a really long time. I should just buy yeah, it. <laughs> it's a it's about time. Yeah. Just buy the damn thing. I'm 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 happy you did them. I'm I'm glad you like it. I yeah. can't wait to see it in person whenever the next time we see each other is. Yeah, yeah. I actually think this is a watch that, that you would dig really as as Probably. big as big as it is, um I still think that you would enjoy it. And I I don't know if you if you've changed your mind on bracelets, um, but it is pretty nice on the bracelet. You know what's funny? I found myself saying all the time, like, oh, I'm not a guy who likes bracelets, but I love this bracelet. And I've said that so much. I think I'm now a guy that's like that just likes bracelets. You know what I mean? I think maybe I, th- I think it was the uh, samurai <laughs> that changed your mind. Was it? This there was the sumo. Okay. Sumo. That's that sumo bracelet. That was that was the first bracelet I loved. And it was also probably the first like nice bracelet I ever put on. And I put that thing on, I'm like, this thing is fucking clutch, man. And so I sort of kept putting myself in positions to buy watches that had nice bracelets. The next one that had a really nice bracelet was my, um, oh, I'm going to fuck it up. The Orient Star GMT WZ001, uh, 0071DJ. The only member, only reason I remember that number is because 007 is in the middle of it. <laughs> How fitting. <laughs> <laughs> the Orient Star 007. Uh, James Bond did not wear an Orient. I don't think he'd be called dead in an Orient. Hey, maybe um, maybe one day, Orient USA, if you're listening. Maybe. Orient USA, if you're listening, you gotta get on this Bond train. It's <laughs> going, it's going places, man. <laughs> or we'll also settle for Vin Diesel and Triple X. We'll also settle for that train, which is still happening. I when I, I saw I saw a preview for the movie, and I'm like, oh my god, I didn't realize it was 1999. This is incredible. Yeah, I've time traveled. Maybe, maybe if you're ever in Seattle, you and I can have a triple X movie marathon. Which sounds, yeah, well, watch. It sounds like two different things. <laughs> that sounds. That sounds okay. Listen, dude, we're gonna find <laughs> each other. We're gonna find each other in our pedophile apps. We're gonna hang out, just two cool dudes <laughs> watching triple X movies. Whatever, dude. It's just it's it's normal. It's natural. It's just two cool dudes watching triple X movies, man. It's man. It's guy stuff. It's man stuff. That it's sounds cool. that sounds exactly how how I meant for it to sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but no, it's a it's a fun topic i think it's one worth exploring and i think it's one where it's really important to get everyone's input because it's not something that you could just talk about and have that be the end of the conversation it is going to be an ever-evolving organic conversation not about triple x movies and pedophile labs sorry just to clarify and specify my antecedent i'm talking about watches and movies <laughs> it's it's I think it's really, really cool. I, I'm going to pay more attention. I also don't really go to the movies anymore because ticket prices have kept going up and quality has gone down. The last movie I saw was fucking Disney's Moana. Mm-hmm. And that was before watches were invented. So no one's wearing a watch. You know? Um, yeah. Going to the movies is weird. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't really into the whole idea until I moved out here mm-hmm. um, and found like a true local theater, um, nice. which is kind of like, it's called the Admiral theater in West Seattle. And it's, um, it's almost Does it like, have like the old marquee and everything on the front. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, nice. I guess it's considered like a historic site at this point, but they're, they're undergoing these renovations and the guy that owns it is really dedicated to fixing it up and stuff, but you'll, you'll walk there and they're only like really playing like two or three movies. And that's, sure. that's kind of just something that you deal with with a small theater, but there's, it's just, it's just nice to go there. I, I'm not really into the whole like crazy, like huge theater experience with like 
IMAX plus 3D plus like 4D sound plus like seats that like vibrate when something happens. Like, uh, that's I want <laughs> I want the bass reverb to be of such incredible extent that the movie theaters that my bowels just go floppy and like <laughs> I just I just immediately f note in the in the theater seats. That's the only theater experience, Michael, that I want. All right, that's that's um. That's not, that's some, not what you. That's not, that's not what you get find. at your theater. <laughs> no. no. Uh, there, you, speaking of movies, and speaking of movies, and you going to movies and movies and watches, mm-hmm. you saw Hidden Figures recently, the John Glenn movie. I did see Hidden Figures, and I bet you still haven't seen it. I have not seen it because, <laughs> like I said, the last movie I saw was Moana, and that was, I don't know, that was months ago. The last movie I saw before that was Finding Dory, the day I proposed to my girlfriend, now fiance. So like, I just. First of all, I only, I only watch Disney movies. If you guys haven't discerned that uh-huh. by now, yeah. Um, but were there any watches in Hidden Figures? Any like any Omegas or any shit like that? Not that I remember, because <clears throat> wow. the um, the astronauts and the test pilots they have kind of like pretty limited screen time. Okay. Um, if you want to see a movie like that that does like have watches, I I think I told you I texted you. The last time I saw this movie, and I was like, "Dude, this is basically an Omega Speedmaster ad," um, <laughs> and it's it's Apollo thirteen. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, dude. yeah that, yeah, that makes sense. I, I don't. I, I last time I saw the movie, I was I was a kid, so I don't remember. Yeah, you know? but more recently than that, I um, you know, since I since I read the book, I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna check out the movie." I did see the the right stuff. Um, there are also some Speedmasters in that movie, which like the test pilots wear. Um, I have no idea what the right stuff is. What is that? The right stuff is the um is that book that I think I mentioned before. It, it documents like the uh, the early days of the U.S. Uh, space program and the Mer- oh, the original shit. Mercury Seven yes. and stuff like that. So um, and in the book actually there are like two or three pages that the author dedicates to um, like talking about the watches that these like test pilots wore. He always described them as like these huge watches with like every kind of function that you can think of and like big dials. And, and I, I thought that was pretty cool when I read the book and then seeing the movie and catching some of these guys with like Speedmasters, It was, it was fun. It was fun. Watch spotting. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. They wore crazy big watches with kind of complications and Jurg Garn went up into space with a three hand 17 jewel watch. <laughs> he bought before he even joined the space program. Yep. <laughs> And uh, and then the uh, and then that Strella happened, right? That Seconda. Seconda? Oh, you mean the the chrono uh, the Strella the Strella three zero one seven? Yeah, oh, it's complicated. So the Strella three zero one. Mm, God damn it, Michael. The Strella three zero one seven was like it's sort of the first chronograph. Technically, the first Soviet chronograph is um, is technically uh, Tutima. So Tutima is a German brand, but after World War Two, when kind of half of Germany went to Russia as part of war um, uh, reparations. Uh, Glashute was on the Russian half, and mm, Tutima okay. chronographs. Tutima chronographs were prized during World War II, and so basically, anytime a German pilot crashed, the first thing all the Russian guys did was go for his watch, go for his Tutima chronograph. <laughs> so when, <laughs> so when Glashute ended up on Russia's side, Russia took all of the Tutima um, Type 59 chronograph machinery to the first Moscow watch factory, and for about two years, they made their own Tutima flyback chronographs. Until 1959, and then in 1960 or 1961, I think they started making the Strela 3017s. Hmm. So it's complicated. It's complicated what the first chronograph is. Tangent I over. I bring I bring it up because you mentioned that kind of space sub collection in my collection, and I always 
I always bug you about that watch. <laughs> so it's a really cool watch, man. Those, 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 like I said before, the Secondos are the ones that were designed to leave Russia. They weren't the first ones to be made. The Strellas, the Strellas with those aged cream dials. Oh, those were the first, and they're fucking. I think they're I, fucking, I still have that beautiful. last photo up in my Skype that you that you sent me. I'm looking at it right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one is that one's weird because the. Um, I think I showed it to you as a discrepancy because the dial has Cyrillic, but the movement has English. Mm. So it's um, the time periods for the dial and the movement don't match. You you want Cyrillic all around, yeah. and I think the decoration would be different too. That's a whole other. That's a whole other fucking episode, man. <laughs> man, I'm I'm pretty proud. So this episode has <laughs> two new watches for you yeah. and I. Uh, a giveaway. Hell yeah! Um, watches in movies. Mm-hmm. In books, in TV shows. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, pedophile apps. Pedophile apps. Yep. And and a, a little little dash of Russian watch history with Kaz. It wouldn't it wouldn't be complete if we didn't talk about Russian watch. <laughs> it's basically impossible for me, unfortunately or fortunately. I don't know, I don't know how you guys feel about it at home listening. For me to just not talk about Russian watches, but um. I think it's been an incredible episode. We should start rounding down. Um, we have a lot to sort of recap uh, uh, again. So huge, huge, huge fucking shout out to DJ over at Hydus Watches. Um, really, really excited, really proud to be doing this giveaway with him. Remember, it's the Hydus Watch, two broke watch knobs uh, giveaway. We're giving away one of the Hydus Watch black dial quartz chronographs. It's got a, it's got a Swiss Ronda movement. It's, uh, it's. Well, let me get, let me get this thing out of the box again. It's fucking extremely beautiful. It's mainly black with red accents. It's got three sub-registers. It has a tachometer. It's bar indices with an actual... When they're all applied and the actual 12... Like Arabic numeral 12. Are, are, I dropped this can. Are you okay? Was that the yeah, Coke can? Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, that was my single Coke can. That, uh, that, that, that's been sustaining me. Don't eat that, sweetie. It'll, if it's not good for me, it's not good for you, okay? <laughs> um, this thing comes with two straps, black with red accents, brown with red accents. It's really, really, really beautiful. It's super, super thoughtful. It's almost like a racing-inspired chronograph with these kind of uh, thin, spidery, kind of sharp-angled lugs. Really, really cool. So what's going to happen is the day after this show is published, which is a Monday, published, uh, push live, which is a Monday, uh, that Tuesday... Which is what fucking day is that? I should actually like pull up the day. It is. Come on, calendar. Who's gonna be faster? Um, uh, it's good. The the sixteenth. Ah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won the space race. I did it. I did it for Yuri. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be the it's gonna be the sixteenth, uh, which is a Tuesday. So the tu- the the Tuesday after this episode airs on that Monday. Man, I'm really complicating this. The contest graphic will go out. All you got to do to enter to win the Hydus Watch chronograph, quartz chronograph, is follow us. Follow Hydus Watches. And if you aren't already, you definitely be fucking should because this guy, DJ over Hydus Watch, has a really, really thoughtful head on his shoulders and he knows what he's doing and he has very, very clear vision. And I'm very proud to have met him very early on in the kind of budding growth of two broke watch snobbery and um, yeah. definitely excited to know that he listens to the show and, and really excited to have that open channel of communication with him. So if you don't follow him already, follow him now and then you leave a comment in the contest graphic, tag two buddies and that's it. 
And then later that day, on Tuesday, I'll be putting up the review for the chronograph so you can read more about it. So the winner is going to get our everlasting love and gratitude, the Quartz Hydus chronograph, and the uh, wooden wallet, which you can keep uh, money and credit cards in. It's basically like a money clip with like an elastic piece on it. I mean, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get I'll get pictures of it too for the um, uh, for the chronograph review. And uh, do, 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 do. yeah, so uh, moving on from that, movies and watches. If if there's a movie that we didn't talk about, obviously we couldn't talk about all the fucking movies that have watches in them. Hit us up. I mean, was there ever a point in time where you saw watching a movie and you're just like, that's fucking badass, like Michael's experience seeing the Vostok Amphibia and, Z- and Zizou? Or, you know, the inverse. Is there ever a time you saw a watch in a movie you're like, Psh, fucking sucks. bullshit, man. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm if I'm at home and I see Paul Walker, like, come on the screen wearing, like, a big fucking Invicta, I'll be like, Psh, sucks. <laughs> Not interested. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, is there ever a time where a watch in a movie had an adverse effect than what the greasy brand rep off screen intended. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think I think that's a good question actually because it's I think it's really easy to see a watch in a movie and be like, oh that's awesome. But do you ever see a watch in a movie and just hate it? I don't know. Yeah, that's the kind of discussion <clears throat> that I'm I'm happy to to get started. Yeah, headline, watch family, tell us what you hate. That's basically it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Is there anything I'm forgetting? Because we're 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 getting there, and I don't want I, I I know if these get too long, it's hard for you to put these together. I think I think we're I think we're pretty good. Um, thanks again f- um to EA8 for uh the clarification on the on the milspec crown dig topic. Yes, thank you, dude. Um, and yeah, once again, guys, thanks for listening. Um, you know, if you have any questions, be sure to write to us at tbws.contact at gmail.com. Uh, check out the Instagram, leave us comments, send us DMs. Uh, we're always happy to talk watches with you guys. And uh, and two, two, two more things. Uh, for you know any any comments you might have for the content on the website, like press releases we're covering or not covering, always open to that stuff. We've had a lot of people reach out to us already and say, hey guys, this just happened. You should cover it. And that's fucking awesome. That mm-hmm. is super, super helpful yeah. because that lets us know, okay, this is obviously important to people. We didn't know about it. Let's fucking do it. That's the first thing. Second thing, just to give everyone a really quick update on Rivka watches. I'm trying to see how how quickly I can, I can give this update. Uh, I'm going to quit my job soon. I'm just going to focus on the watches. Bam. Bam. I think that's, ba- <laughs> I think that's basically, I'm going to put my one week notice in. So actually, uh, by the time you hear this, I'll have my one week notice in, and um, I'm gonna go full force into Rivka watches. Everyone's kindness and support and words of encouragement have just been, bro. It's been ridiculous. I was so sure I was gonna get like a bunch of like, yeah, I like your show, but I think 3D printed watches are dumb, you know, like or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's the headline on that. So, Hydus uh, watch chronograph giveaway. Keep an eye out on Tuesday, the 16th of what the fuck month is it? May. Uh, for the contest graphic, follow us, follow Hydus Watch, leave a comment, tag two friends, you'll be entered to win. Later that day, the review for the Chrono Rifle will, will go up. Talk to us about movies and watches, watches and movies. Do you like them? Do you hate them? Was there ever like, do you ever buy a watch because it was in a movie? I think we talked about that also. Um, do, 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 pedophiles, Triple uh, X movies, uh, my cat and 3D printer. I think that's about it. That's about it. I think that's uh... about it. You want you want to start the sign off and I'll 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 I'll, I'll round us out. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike, and this is Kaz, and you've been listening to Two Rope Watch Snobs. Later. Yeah.